everybody. Hi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's married. I'm married. Ah! It's my fourth wedding. To the same guy. <laughs> that was a very important distinction made all in, weekend. In one year. Mm-hmm. We had a ceremonial wedding. Then we had a Vegas wedding in March. Perfect. Um, just the two of us. I'd never been to Vegas before. How great that that was the first. I know. We went to a magic show in a Korean spa. Didn't touch a drip of alcohol. <laughs> Amazing. There was, we were staying at Caesars and there was this construction conference going on. So oh. it was us and so many men oh in God. a sea of John Deere's. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's like just perfect. Yeah. And then a family wedding in Topanga with my family, with his mm. family. And then our fourth wedding, which Eileen was a critical part of, ultimate space holder, ultimate vibe setter, um, our festival wedding last weekend at Cielos, which is a festival grounds by Bakersfield, surrounded by pistachio farms. Mm, the pistachio trees. I know. You have to drive 10 miles or less an hour. Yeah. You have no idea how slow 10 miles an hour is. Um, because the dust can hurt the pistachios. I know. And I think a lot of guests were respectful of that. As far as I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, while the pistachios were tangentially involved in the wedding... <laughs> I don't even know if any pistachios were consumed at the wedding. I think not. But our friend Christy, who did give a wedding speech, does have a salad, which pistachios are a critical <laughs> component. So we can always find the connection. <laughs> Pistachio adjacent wedding. But this episode, which Eileen is really going to help me speak out, is about the wedding, the lessons, the intentions, pre-wedding, post-wedding, releasing obligation So I did a wedding that was meant for me and my husband and not meant to please other people in terms of food, invite. We didn't provide alcohol. Right. So we're going to go into the pre, during, and the post-wedding for whatever experience you might be planning for your future, whether it is a wedding or a bachelorette or a birthday party or just thinking about your life in general weddings are like capstones of like, what do I stand for? That's so true. And we were talking about this preparing, like there's such a script literally to follow for weddings and it's tradition. And of course there's something nice and beautiful about that. But so many of the traditions that people follow, I don't think they even know where they come from or what they originally were for. And it just becomes a very rigid structure. And so it was so cool to see you guys create something completely unique. Everyone I told about it that wasn't there was like so curious and couldn't wait to hear the debrief and how it was because I think people were just so intrigued. And a lot of times people don't feel like, I mean, this whole podcast is about like giving yourself permission to do whatever you want and be yourself. Yes. And so a lot of times people don't feel like they have permission to have this kind of structure that you had for a wedding because a lot of times it's about what their family wants or about what their community expects. And exactly as you said, this wedding was 100% made for and by you guys. And so it was so true to who you are and the life that you're trying to create. And it was just so unique and fun and special. So we wanted to give you guys a little bit of info about that and maybe inspire you to do 
something on your own. Do it your way. Yeah, do it your way. There's no wrong way to do a wedding, just like there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. (laughs) Which is what... Coined by... Our friend Samantha's... Our best friend Samantha's mom. I know. Oh my gosh. Shout out. We love you. Alice. Alice, if you're listening, (laughs) we love you. Um, And yeah, so just to rewind it back, you know, there's a lot of things that we discussed, like earlier this year that I wanted my wedding to be, I wanted, and and actually for the last few years, knowing Spencer, both of us being adventure people, loving festivals, loving just being surrounded by so many friends. We love seeing worlds collide and especially like, you know, co-founding more of that with my friend, Eric, it's like, it's in my bones to create connective spaces where people are playful. And um, of course, I'm not here to give anyone else advice on how they should do their wedding you should do it how you (laughs) want to do it or how you did it trusting that it's perfectly perfect for you and if you want the more traditional wedding of course yeah yeah this is more so my own internal and unique journey of figuring out the wedding that I wanted and I've always wanted I love creating like experiences with friends so I was always like I'm gonna have a festival wedding and so we actually knew this place Cielos because um our friends Ashlyn and Chad and a bunch of other friends in Venice have created this uh, mini music festival, music connection festival, mycelium there. So this glamping grounds has like a saloon. It has a soundproof speakeasy. It has glamping tents with actual beds in them, um, a beautiful teepee with like beautiful rugs and fire pit. It has a pool. So it's like kind of nature, but still giving you some nice amenities like flushable toilets and whatnot. Yeah. It felt like we were in a real structure. Like it felt very elevated. And so step one was like knowing that we were going to have our wedding there. And then step two was weeding out the weak ones. (laughs) (laughs) But step two was telling people, you know, friends and family (laughs) who we love, who might that might not be their cup of tea. Yeah. We didn't want them to drive three hours outside of LA just to like sit through it out of obligation. So on our wedding website, we said, this is a festival wedding in the desert. It's mm. going to be hot. <laughs> You're going to be in a glamping tent. It's going to be gluten-free and vegan, just like the bride, because I've gone to so many other weddings and other things where I can't eat anything but like potatoes or yeah. blackberries or the dessert or whatever. Uh, and so I was like, this is my wedding. I want to be able to eat everything. Yes, as um, you should. And that was really important to me. Um, and I don't drink. So I was like, it's going to be a dry wedding. I'm not going to spend $10,000 on alcohol for people. Um, Hell yeah. If you want alcohol, you can BYOB. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, we'll provide some adaptogenic vegan beverages for everyone. Which were amazing. Shout out to our friends at HIO for... Uh, hooking us up. Um, And yeah, so I put a disclaimer on the website and I said, we will think nothing of it. We know you love us. We love you if you decide not to come to this wedding. And so there were a lot of relatives and some friends who who didn't come and that's okay. And so that was the first step of like trust of like, um, you know. Just putting out exactly what you wanted and trusting that the people who were down were going to come. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that was step one. And then step two was like the invite list of, um, I learned so much. I mean, I already like in my upgrade group coaching teach a whole section on boundaries and communication, 
But when you're sending invites for your wedding, it feels especially pronounced. Yeah. Because you're really thinking like, who am I inviting? Who, mm-hmm. Which friendships am I continuing to invest in? Which ones have invested in me? Um, yeah. And of course, with your partner and you know, oftentimes in weddings or other events, we can invite so-and-so out of obligation or they're friends with all everyone too. I don't want them to feel left out. Um, and for this, what you really helped me with was asking myself, like, am I inviting this person out of obligation or because I really want to share this weekend with them? Yes. And so that was hard. And there were a few people, you know, who I had been close to it some point or felt like it wasn't reciprocal at some points in time who I didn't end up inviting who, you know, I was scary to do that. But actually, and this is just goes to show when you do what's best for you, you do what's best for everyone. Actually, a few of them reached out and we actually had quite clearing moments Mm. um, around, you know, why I felt more distant from them now. And they really actually appreciated that clarity and took it in stride as something that they were committed to working on, which actually made me respect them and be curious about reinvesting in the friendship in the future. Right. I love that. Like you were able to put it out there and because you were so decisive and clear, it then opened up a very clear and decisive conversation to have. Totally. Yeah. And so really like coming up with the invite list and and just getting really clear on like kind of like the Marie Kondo method, you know, where she holds the... um, the articles of clothing, does this still spark joy? Does this not spark joy if it doesn't? Yeah. Gracefully letting it go if it does, yay. That was like a huge thing. And then from there, like Spencer and I wanted to do a lot of things where we would create a canvas for connection for people. So like um, we told everyone it was kind of Burning Man style where you could create your own offering mm-hmm. to bring to surprise and delight people. Um, so people had a lot of fun, like creating that. We had themed nights, like uh, space cowboy Friday night, which so fun. People really took in liberty of how they expressed that. And Saturday was an all white theme because I was wearing a different color dress as the bride, mm. and everyone was wearing white. And this was so funny. And then we'll go back to pre ceremony and actually go through the whole flow of the weekend. But I think I had told you this before, where. Um, People were emailing me from the East Coast being like, hey, clarification, like does khaki count as white? Oh my God, wait, that's so funny. You didn't tell me that. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then people from LA were like, hey, can I bring my, can I wear my ayahuasca whites? Like my ceremonial whites. I'm like, those are too informal, no to khakis. And then I like ended up, this is like me being so annoying. I'm like, think Santorini, think Mykonos in Greece, think linen, think party, think fresh. And I actually had to send an email to all of the guests that said dress code demystified <laughs> and I like linked to like different Pinterest outfits people boards. could wear that was necessary clearly I didn't know how necessary it really was but it was really necessary it was and the effect we'll get into of course but was well worth it totally yeah so that was really cool and then like we had a bunch of friends who were DJs and musicians yeah. who co-created the weekend with us, like playing, offering to play pool sets on Saturday. A friend who is an amazing musician and percussionist offered to do hand pan Friday night in the teepee for a soft landing, which is just another way of saying like, um, you know, the arc of the night, like everyone being cozy, Mm. being in it together. 
uh, a friend, Bobby, who um, offered doing a tea ceremony, setting up pu'er teas that he got from China and serving people in a circle and, and chatting and sharing stories. So yeah, it was really cool for all of, and and then even my makeup and hair were done by my friend Chelsea and Sarah. So it was truly like it takes a village mentality going into the wedding. Yeah. And Spencer and I didn't feel like super stressed about it the months leading up because we would do planning like once every or every Sunday we would do like a one and a half hour power of now mm. moment where we would go through Spencer's amazing notion board of our wedding checklist and we would each divide and conquer. We also had like an amazing girl, CJ, who was helping kind of be our point of contact and produce the wedding. She was really good. She's super dialed. Very, very good at what she does. Yeah. Just, she said it was her first wedding, which I was shocked by. I know. I'm like, if you need a testimonial yeah. or anything, count us in. This girl We're is there. on it. Yeah. I know. She was finding me on the dance floor, giving me like cups of water. Like, Oh my God. It was crazy. So good. Um, And yeah. So, and then... People kept asking me throughout the the year, like leading up, like, how are you feeling about the wedding? How are you feeling? And I was like, I actually feel like quite chilled. Yeah. Because it was all very spacious. There were a few things that I had anxiety about leading up to, which I'll say now so we can then briefly talk about it and then get into the larger wedding. But, um, you know, before the wedding, two weeks before, I started getting little anxieties Mm -hmm. or or just fears that what if I get like siphoned into small talk conversations with like random people and then I feel obligated and I don't get to enjoy my actual wedding. That was like a weird fear that I had. Which I feel like is probably so normal for every bride. Like you're bound to have, if your wedding is more than 50 people, you're going to have a lot of people there that you feel obligated to kind of be, say hi to, but there's that that need to kind of just keep staying above it and be the circular butterfly. Just release, relax, release, relax. I know I even had like, well, (laughs) I even had my internal bachelorette crew, which Eileen is a part, just be like, hey, if it feels like I'm lost in a conversation without a voice, like come join me, check in. Um, it did not actually ever need to happen. So if I talk to you at the wedding, know that I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good reminder too for all brides or people planning their event that people are going to know that this is your moment. And you you almost, as a bride, you almost get treated as kind of like the celebrity of the weekend, you yeah. know, where people like, they're very cautious of your time and space. Totally. And that's what I realized. And I also realized just in asking the bachelorette crew for that, just knowing that people were watching out for yeah. me allowed me to relax. Yeah. It's like just knowing that I had the true precaution in place and that I voiced my anxiety yeah. allowed it to like loosen its grip over me. Mm. Um, and then there were other like little hiccups that came up before. Um, yeah, or just like if people were asking something for the wedding um, and I'm kind of like, you need to figure this out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where before I might've tried to help out, but I'm like, I'm the bride. I have a ton of stuff going on. I trust that you can figure this out or you can handle this, (laughs) you know? Um, And so it helped me use my voice a lot in that way. But two weeks before the wedding, um, Spencer and I actually did a little ceremony, just the two of us, which I highly recommend mm. for any couple going into a wedding or just going into any big experience where there's going to be a lot of emotion. 
Um, we first, in our little ceremony together, uh, released, gave voice to our deepest fears about the wedding, deepest fears of things not going the right way or being stressed or not getting a lot of time together. And just like, and then we asked, how can I support you in um, assuaging or releasing that fear? Um, and kind of just had that game plan, that conversation in place, especially when you're dealing with each other's friends and relatives and new energies that are meeting for the first time. And Spencer knows me, I'm an empath. And like one of my biggest things is wanting to make sure everyone feels included. Yeah. So I really needed a, a lot of vocalization around that so I could release it. So I was like, if anyone feels, or I look and see if anyone is left out, they'll figure it out. Someone else will come talk to them. Yep. I trust that they're having the exact experience that they need. Yep. Um, then we wrote down and talked out everything that we accepted about the wedding. So things that we had already decided, maybe it was, you know, we would do it differently next time or, mm. um, you know, whether it was like things with the invite list or whatever decisions that had already been made, what do we accept? So rather than like beat ourselves up about something that we would have done differently, what do we accept? We can accept it and make an empowered choice on like how we move through it the wedding day. And then the last thing was the vision of how we want to feel at the end of the wedding. We want to feel like connected. We want to feel inspired. We want to feel so grateful for all of our friends, which we do. And then how can we start to feel that right now? Because actually this guy who does DJing for weddings is like told Spencer and I, and I'll never forget it. Uh, he's like the bride and groomer, the energetic set point for the weekend. So if you guys look like you're having fun, even if something goes wrong or whatever, it's going to, like everyone wants you to be having fun. They want them their That's energy so to be true. contributing to you having fun. So if you guys prioritize you having fun, everyone else is going to be having fun. That's so true. So Spencer and I were like, how can we start to live the energy of mermaid spenergy now, which was our wedding hashtag mermaid, because when we first met, um, we were we first kissed in the ocean and then I wrote a poem, which I posted on Instagram later. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if he knows it's about him, but I was like, I'll be your mermaid tangled up in the sheets. And then Spencer, like Sp Spencer energy, Spenergy. Spenergy was a very early nickname for him. Like first couple of weeks. First couple of weeks and mermaid. I don't know why. It's Spenergy. <laughs> I know. Just like his adventure power, <laughs> like a Canadian man coming through. Um, but it ended up being such a fun hashtag for the weekend. It was. And um, so fun to say and shout. And people really brought a lot of mermaid things. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into. But yeah, so those that ceremony two weeks ago really helped. Yeah. Just like, how do we want to feel? How can we commit to that feeling right now? Yeah. When I start to get anxious, how can I come back to that feeling? I love that you said that because it was noticeable throughout the weekend too that you guys were so in sync. Like it didn't feel like a divide and conquer. It felt like you guys were doing it together, which really you were. That's how you planned it. And then that's how you lived the weekend. And mm -hmm. that was really cool to see. Oh, thanks, Eileen. Wow. I'm glad that you saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, we can kind of get into the flow of the weekend and then we'll do takeaways from there. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, I guess what was your, how did you envision the flow? And we can maybe do a little like breakdown of those expectations, what was, and then just the essence of all of your loved ones being together. Totally. That's a great question. Well, I think when I think about expectation, which is so funny because by the time you guys are hearing this, hopefully you have also already listened to our 
podcast on expectation. <laughs> yeah. Such a big one though. And it's a lesson that even as I continue to teach it, I continue to learn more. Always. It continues to teach me more. Um, and expectation was the biggest one for the wedding as I think it is a lot of people planning weddings, right? You want like all of your friends and loved ones are there in one place, which is maybe the one time in your life that they'll always be there or that they'll all be there. And, um, and that's such an overwhelming, daunting reality. Yeah, totally. And so it's also like you want to make sure everyone has the best possible experience. Mm-hmm. And I realized in terms of expectation, it was like, I want everyone to feel connected. But I had some maybe of my old stories that didn't get in the way too much that weekend, but I realized I could have released it and it wouldn't have changed anything for anyone else, more so just given me more peace of mind. Or, or like, you know, when you were anxious about something, it never ended up coming true. And you're like, wow, I could have had all of that time just enjoying it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I didn't um, have to send myself down the rabbit hole. I didn't have to send myself to the <laughs> tenth circle of Dante's Inferno <laughs> or whatever. My favorite. However many circles there are down there. Lots of rings. Lots of rings. Lots of torture. Yeah. Um, and I think one was stories around, oh, I hope so-and-so fits in or it might be out of so-and-so's comfort zone or, you know, will my family enjoy this because it's a festival wedding yeah. versus like everyone is there to like see me be happy and to experience a taste of mermaid spinnergy. Yeah. So I can really just release that. And yeah. it's not something I realized until after the wedding when I was talking on it. It, or during the wedding, I realized it too when I, everyone's like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is the best wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> I mean, not to do my own horn, I'm sure. A lot of people did say that. There were other great weddings out there. But um, but yeah, I think that was something of like everyone's there because they really want to be there as per our disclaimer on our website, which we had kind of set up for that exact reason. So it's yeah. like I could have really released that old story or that fear around like, I hope these people will fit into like everyone's there because they want to be yeah um so yeah in terms of the flow it's like friday night i wanted everyone to arrive friday and and immediately kind of have permission to drop drop in with each other spencer and i actually went there thursday night and we like had our own grounding moment under the stars together got all the goodie bags set up we enlisted so many friends to help us bring out all the adaptogenic beverages and things Shout out to Alex, Savannah, Jenny, Max, <laughs> Thank Chelsea, you. Christy. Thank you. For all bringing things um, and Fetter. Um, but yeah, Friday we set up the goodie bags. We had mugs for everyone because everyone had to use reusable. It was a very sustainable wedding. Sustainable wedding. Um, the camp, the glamping grounds insists that everyone uses. Everything was composted or just reusable cups. Yeah, so we we got everyone mermaid spinnergy cups. We put adaptogenic troop reishi gummies in so everyone could get a good night's sleep. Uh, Ultima um, hydration packets, eye mask, earplugs. Oh, my God, the earplugs were such a, I just have to say, I was like, there was some point Friday night where I was like, shoot, I forgot to pack mine. And then I opened my goodie bag Mm -hmm. and I saw them and I knew you were looking out for all of us. Wait, I love that you. Um, I love that you looked at them Friday night. It was like a little wink for Meredith. Like she's got us. <laughs> got you. I know what you need. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's amazing. And then each person, when they got to the check-in, they had to pull a name from the hat, mm. and the name was someone else they were supposed to get to know that weekend, and make it a secret mission. So don't let that person know you have their name. And then on Sunday after the weekend, you'd have to write them a card. 
with like something that you like about them or drop in with them. So already you get there and you have a mission. And we also give everyone a deck of question cards. Shout out to yes, <laughs> Chris Pan Chris from Pan. from My Intent. He gave us so many good icebreaker question They're cards. so fun. So then instead of just being like, how do you know the bride? Which is also a fair question or whatever. It's like, uh, when was the last time you felt like a child? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get right in there. This Let's, is a mermaid's energy wedding. This is a mermaid's energy wedding. We're coming from Venice Beach. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys expect? <laughs> Let's do some eye gazing. Let's do some synchronized <laughs> breathing. Um, so, yeah. So it was actually perfect Friday because the first people to arrive were my parents. And so I got to really drop in with them and my sister and my mom's cousin, Rowan, and her husband, John. Mm. And then people started trickling in, you and Sam being some of the first to arrive. Yep. And it was funny because you both read in between the lines. Oh, we sure did. <laughs> of my WhatsApp, if you want to share <laughs> that and how you got the party started at the pool. Um, well, we could see the text coming in. We had our own adventure journey getting there, which I won't get into. Um, but we could see the, see the text just kind of prompting everyone to to start getting into the vibe of the weekend. Mm -hmm. And And like avoid LA traffic. If you leave (laughs) afternoon, you're fucked. (laughs) Yeah, you'll never get here. Um, And I could just tell, I know that you wanted people to kind of just be there and have that time to sink in. Because like you said, there's always this, this easing in portion whenever you start an event that you like to give people a chance to have. Yeah. So I knew it was for them, but I also knew you just needed this to happen so we raced there <laughs> we got yes. the pool start pool yes. party started and it was really nice because I I feel like after that obviously the whole vibe of the weekend got much more intense and it changed so that was a nice moment to just Calm. meet yeah meet certain people too that I you know didn't even wind up seeing the rest of the weekend yes but just have a moment and as we mentioned the facilities are so amazing the pools was such some- a relief Yep. Desert heat. We got some content for powerful stuff. You guys. On the mermaid floaty. Get ready for the (laughs) B-roll. So good. (laughs) We made it our mission. We made it our mish. (laughs) (laughs) That was really powerful. It was. Um, Flapping about. And that actually was so grounding for me to see you and Sam there as some of the first people, both being such deep friends. Um, And like having you both there and like ground and chill with me actually was so centering for me. And I'm like these, like my good friends, like have me throughout the weekend. Like they knew you guys knew that I was like, everyone and then it was like, okay, the people that need to be here are going to get here when they get here. Yeah. And so just like releasing of who was coming when and just sitting with you guys by the pool was great. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. And, um, and then it was funny cause like I didn't, or like our, our photographer who's amazing uh was in a car that they had to leave late because they had some extenuating circumstances and I was like oh I want them to get there by sunset so they start getting our photos mm. of um of you know space cowboy yeah. looks on top of the hill because the sunset there is beautiful but then 
Sam's husband, James Licos, <laughs> drove all the way from Arizona. He drove straight for five hours. He like almost beat Not eight. Or eight hours. I think he cut the trip to seven. Yeah, he he was, almost beat us coming from LA. He was so calculated too. He's like, Smiled. I knew I was having a big trip. Didn't have a lot of liquids this morning. <laughs> like, I could so see that. I was like, I bet he didn't stop once to be. <laughs> I know. And he got there in time. And then even though our photographer arrived late, he comes in hot with a drone. See? And I'm like, wow, everything is happening everything for me. Everything comes together. It's like the universe was like, it's okay. Relax. Stop controlling it. Stop controlling. I've got you. It's like this free fall feeling. And not only that, but you know this. Um, when my grandma passed away, who I'm very close to, I pulled uh, out of my animal spirit deck, which is like a tarot deck, but animal cards. I, I, I asked the deck, I said, whatever card I pull, whatever animal I see, when I see this animal, I know that my grandma's with me. And I pulled a rabbit. And there were so many rabbits. I saw them Thursday night when I got in. I saw them Friday. Alex Keller texted me a photo of bunnies Saturday morning because she knows that as well. And she's like, your grandma's here. And so it's like grandma was watching out for me, but other people were letting me know that her presence was there. Also my two high school friends, Madison and Paulina, who couldn't make it. They actually like nailed it without even knowing. They sent me this care box with like a blue robe, which I wore when I was getting ready. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And they sent me for space. They didn't even, I don't, I wonder if they even know it was space cowboy theme, but they sent me a white fringe denim jacket with Miss Cox on the back, <laughs> which was so funny because I said I would only, I would be Miss Cox for a weekend. Cox is Spencer's last name. Cox by the is way. Spencer. C-O-X. C- Cox. <laughs> Spencer Cox. Yeah. So I am like, that I love so nice. Powerful last name, but I'm keeping Baker. Yeah. But I said, I'll be Miss Cox for a weekend. I love that. Just to like get into the little like okay. bride okay. vibe. <laughs> bride vibe, bride tribe. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I was Miss Cox for a weekend and, um, and they also printed out this like, you know, locket mm-hmm. with my photo, a photo of me and my grandma oh my God. on a ribbon and I, I tied it around my bouquet. Yeah, that was what that was. So uh, that's so sweet. So she could be with me when I was walking down the aisle. Um, and so that was really sweet. Anyways. Yeah. What an incredible gift in their place. I mean. Yeah. Even if it's like they couldn't be there, but they put so much thought into, um, into just making sure that you felt them. Yeah, that I felt them. My mom kept sending them photos throughout the weekend of like me wearing their oh little my God, things. Sweet. And um, and then, yeah, Friday night, Space Cowboy. After the pool, people started trickling in. It, I really felt like the top of the hill mm. with the sunset was where everyone got their biggest hellos in. That's so true. Yeah, something about it, like just being elevated, and it was like officially you're in your outfit if you're up there. Yeah, and, and the was, sun's shining on everyone. Yeah, you're seeing everyone for the first time in their space cowboy outfits. Like some people were wearing disco cowboy hats. Everyone looked so aviators, good. bell bottom. Spencer had bell bottom silver. That was what was cool. Everyone could go either more cowboy or more space. Yeah, and so the interpretations were so fun. They were fun, and the funniest thing too is, so a lot of you may not know, or some of you may, that my parents work for NASA. My mom was an astronaut. My dad was a pilot. And so I was like, what are you guys going to do for Space Cowboy? And my mom's like, I'm just going to wear one of my NASA shirts. I was like, fair, classic. <laughs> well, that's that. And that kills. <laughs> yeah, it slaps. This is an OG. Um, Real Space Cowboy here. That was so fun. And my friend's parents, Anna, who they housed me when I got to LA. They were like my 
LA parents, if you will, they also like just came and brought so much energy. Just like they were the MVPs of the weekend, dancing nonstop. Dancing nonstop. They brought for their offering mermaid tattoos. Oh, that was so cute. Mermaid vibes. They like just took the interpretation <laughs> of the wedding hashtag and they were like doing mermaid tattoos by the pool. But I first saw them first on the hill there. And it was, yeah, it was just so fun seeing them get into the like costume and yeah, just feeling like everyone's so excited to be there and everyone yeah. was taking photos at sunset. And yeah. Yeah, that felt super great. Yeah. Um, and it was th- so fun. And then after that, we had the dinner, the first dinner, where we had friend speeches. Everyone sat around a campfire for all the dinner speeches. I loved that seating arrangement. It was perfect. I actually didn't think about it at the time, but when you just said it now, I just realized how great it was. Like, you didn't have to do any assigned seating. We all exactly. found our place. We all got to mix and mingle. And you still felt connected to everyone because we were in a circle. So you didn't feel like you were ever in like an off to the side, like table, weird section. Yeah. yeah like the singles <laughs> table. Like, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I've been at that table before at other weddings. Yeah. Um, you're like, wait, I wanted to sit with my friends. <laughs> Why am I being not ostracized? Now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, good times. But so, yeah, it, it was cool. Cause I think to your point, Eileen, like, uh, Seating arrangements can be good and sometimes for us, we wanted everyone to just like, also when you go up to get second, sometimes you come back, you sit Mm. at a new table. You get distracted, pulled into another convo. So it allows the flexibility of like kind of sitting with whoever, like, oh, is this seat taken? Just like scoot up next to me in the campfire. Everyone's sitting on cushions on low tables by the campfire. So that was cool for that reason that's like, you know, you weren't beholden to one seat for the whole night. Yeah. You know, you could make, get up, get seconds, sit somewhere else. And then the first night was friend speeches. So good. So all of the um, Lit Clit uh, mm-hmm. gave speeches. And if you guys don't know what you probably don't, um, Lit Clit is this <laughs> text group I have from uh, four friends from college. We're all surprisingly five nine. just worked out that way. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But we all plan each other's bachelorettes. We all give speeches at each other's wedding. It's like this beautiful rotating yeah, um, circle circle of friendship. We all, like when our friend had a baby, we all planned the baby shower. Mm. So it's like this co-led thing to support each woman in her time. Yeah. And so each woman from the Lit Click gave a speech. We're really funny. I felt so seen. I know. It was crazy. It was like, oh my God, are you guys just making me feel like I wish that I could put these all on LinkedIn? I feel like we need more moments of that where your friends kind of take the step back and and reflect you back to yourself because we just, you know, in conversation, we don't always do that. Yeah. And you feel so acknowledged for things that maybe you didn't even realize that like they knew or they noticed. knew or that they noticed or that they yeah. registered and giving credit for like yeah oh my god I loved how Sam was like yeah the two things I introduced myself at, you know when I introduced myself in SF is I'm a founder and I go running and she's like and Meredith is a reason I go running I was like oh my god I know and what I, an honor because she's such a runner now she is and I loved her she has great um just kind of like anchor points and her whole thing with that too was then opening it up to everyone else and being like, who else here has been introduced to something new by Meredith Baker? And it's like, obviously everyone. <laughs> I mean, even if you hadn't had that experience before, um, which almost everyone has. because Being that's at the just, wedding. Yeah, just being at the wedding, exactly. But it's just a testament to like, that is your nature and you do push people and bring them together and 
motivate them to try new things because you're you're setting the example. And so that was like such a you moment. And I know that was beautiful when she did the poll and everyone raised their hands. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Because as a two on the Enneagram. I know. That's what, yeah. Yeah. It's what's needed. It's what's needed. To be acknowledged. To be acknowledged. So if you guys haven't done the Enneagram yet, it's a personality test that kind of tells you why you are the way you are and how you can, where you might be unintegrated and how you can work toward integrating those parts of yourself. And I'm a two and the unintegrated part is like, I am not enough or I'm doing things to like prove that I am enough. And so it's really powerful when a two feels acknowledged or seen just as they are. And yeah. those speeches totally made me feel that way. Um, and Spencer's friend's speeches were great too. And it was special. So good. I was really impressed. You know, all of them were so sweet. Oh my God, the poem. Oh, Kieran. Yeah. That he wrote. Oh my God. I know. Shakespeare. I know. It's like, wow. <laughs> this is really great. Incredible. Um, and yeah, and then Fetter gave a speech for Spencer, which was special because Spencer met Fetter. Mm. Fetter being the husband of Christy, who's one of the girls in the lit clit. Um, I hope they're okay with me revealing our text <laughs> group name that's in total jest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was special because they started doing jiu-jitsu together and developed their own friendship and their own mastermind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then after the speeches, we went to the Oasis, which is like the campfire place, um, and set intentions for the whole weekend for everyone, which I think is always really important, whether it's a, a wedding or a bachelorette or even just a friend trip, mm. um, just saying like, this is our hope for the weekend for everyone. Like you all will have your intentions. We want you to do what's best for you. Here's the two or three mandatory things mm -hmm. or, or strongly encouraged things that we would like your presence at. Everything else is a buffet. Yeah, that's perfect. And do what you need to do to realign your own energy. So when you do show up, you're 100%. If you need to go take a nap or send that work email in your tent because you're not stressed. And we just ask that when you are in the group spaces, if you're on your phone, it's just to like take photos. It's not to like be scrolling on social media. Yeah, I want to highlight that because for any group activity, you know, if people are committing their 24-7 time, inevitably there's going to be some moments that they need. But by you saying that and, and giving that openness to the schedule or flow, like you said, then it really reinforces like when you are there, you're 100% present and you're so excited to be in that moment. And it's the mini of the whole weekend. You know, if you're showing up to the wedding, you're so excited to be there. And so if you're showing up to this dance moment or this musical performance or this little snack, you're... A full yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we said that at the beginning. And we also said, like, Mermaid Spenergy to us, Marin Spencer, it means, like, being playful. It yeah. means learning more about other people's story. When we learn more about others, we learn more about ourselves. And so we said part of us enjoying this weekend is getting to see all of you connect. So some of you have your friend group. Some of you came not knowing a lot of people it would really make us feel like we can relax and enjoy the weekend. If you guys are taking initiative to include each other and to learn each other's stories and to bring each other in. Um, and I really do feel like um, just having that permission and that invitation helped people like sink in and kind of maybe break away from the group that they came with to like sit next to someone at the pool and have a little chat. Yeah. And I saw so much of that. 
Yay. It makes me happy to hear. And then after that, our friend Ashlyn led a little grounding meditation. Uh, it was funny because her first song was oh yeah the memes was correct and I guess like the the sound guy accidentally thought that the playlist would just play automatically but there was another song which was like electronic very upbeat like, like <laughs> I didn't notice that that I thought that was the vibe she wanted <laughs> yeah in the queue and it was so funny because actually when that song came out I'm like I love this like yeah energy this she's hype. bringing in it like she's bringing hype to this meditation and I I loved it it was and, great and it wasn't until after she was like that was not expected I was like well the vibe was set great yep and it's a good reminder it kind of reminded me of a lesson I learned in improv of like, if a mistake is made, never let people know. Yeah. Because if you feel comfortable with it and you roll with it, then you can always steer it back on track and the audience is with you the whole time. So true. Versus you get the desired outcome. Totally. Versus if someone's like, oh my gosh, I feel so uncomfortable. So so she nailed it in the moment. No one knew it. No one knew it. And then Eric, um, our, my co-founder for more of that, we had to do a connection icebreaker. Of course. Because that's it's, what you do. That's what we do. So I was like, we have to bring one to the wedding. <laughs> What's it going to be? And Eric and I brainstormed on it, but I'll let you recount it from a participant perspective. <laughs> God, I don't even remember. Oh, great. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Okay, sorry. <laughs> there was a lot that happened. It We're was so on night one. Yeah, night one, baby. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we handed out twelve different colored rocks. Oh my god. Okay, wait. Sorry, that was. I did remember. I thought there was something before. I was I like, know. did I miss a chatting moment? Because no, this, um, this was a little bit different than some of our connections. It was great. Yeah, different colored stones, and this part was fun. Usually, you'll like set up the anchor stations of like blue, pink, gray here. But you guys just let us free for all and find each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that in itself is part of the connection. You're, you're so asking like, are you people, this stone exactly. color? Exactly. Yeah, you're trying to find your tribe. You're getting together. You're starting the competition a little bit because you know you're going to be co- a little bit competing against each other. Um, so we found each other. It was a nice big group. And then we were tasked with drawing on a big poster board our interpretation of Mermaid Spenergy. And what was so funny and maybe shouldn't have been as surprising, but so many people's were exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like not just even the Very little collective elements. group. There was right now. such a, yeah, there was something going on. It wasn't cheating. I promise. Um, but just like the flow and the way everyone organized theirs was so similar. So I think that's all to say that you guys are very yourselves and, we all feel that and know that, and there's such a distinct mermaid's energy is is was distinctly defined. It was very felt. It was funny because everyone had ten, ten or fifteen minutes to like draw on the cardboard with their group of ten. So we had, and then our hope was that everyone would use the stones after as little gratitude stones yeah, at the I end of the mine. night, where you can rub it and think of what you were grateful for that day. But yeah, so Eric would come around to people and be like oh, the other groups have already started. You're the only group that hasn't started yet. And just kind of Because like, you're all chatting. Like throw fire and you're like, oh, it's the other group is adding like so many scales to their mermaid. You guys, <laughs> your mermaid doesn't look that good. And he was like kind of... Just sto- trolling. Stro- stoking the fire. And um, yeah, and then they had two people from each group come up and present each group's um, mermaid's energy. And 
our initial one that was going to be, they were all hilarious. And my mom was a judge, by the way, and the winning team would get unique space shuttle patches from one of her space shuttle missions. The stakes were high. The stakes were high. Yeah. And so she explained about her mission and going into space. And so it was perfect for Space Cowboy, but stakes were high. And one team was initially in the winning league. They they had this um, tarot card that they made called Chosen, which is a song that Spencer and I wrote about choosing each other and still remaining free, which we actually also performed right before the connection exercise. We performed it on guitar and we both sang it. He was mic'd up too, which was so sweet Um, because I usually am the singer, but it was the first and only song he's ever written with me. And so it was really sweet to perform that. So they gave a nod to that and they also had on it like little specific things. Sarah DeWarren was on this team and was one of my oldest friends. And so she knew like little things too. Like she had a, had a little chick breaking out of a shell because um, one of my favorite quotes is the shell must break before the bird can fly. Aww. Meaning sometimes we have to be broken into something uncomfortable before we can spread our wings. So it was like, wow. Oh, and I think it had like Riptide, Vance Joy references, yeah. who's also a fundamental part of my story. That's true. Um, and so that one was in the lead until... This other team not only colored, but they also created a mermaid spenergy version of Oh my god, um, the Little Mermaid. Part of your world from the Little Mermaid. And when they started singing the lyrics, it was insane. It was game over. It blew I just truly didn't understand. Cause they also had a fully drawn poster. Like how are they doing? How this? did they have time? Yeah. In ten minutes. And it was a they did the full song, like rewrote the lyrics. For the whole song. Yeah, like a three minute song. I think they were really good at delegating. I mean, they must have not chatted at all. They must have been like <laughs> these people are on the yeah. poster, these people are on lyrics. Yeah. Um focus. So they won. Yeah. I mean, well, we all knew it was over at that point. We all knew. And then we all hung out for a little bit and moved into the teepee. Mm. And this was such a funny moment of release because I thought one of my good and oldest friends there, I actually met her before college, so she literally was my oldest friend there, Kieran Gandhi. We worked at Mayor Bloomberg's office together in 20, oh my God, 2009. Woo! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's like, I'm going to come. I can only come for Friday can't come for Saturday. I'm like, I'm sure it'll be perfect. And then she wasn't there at the connection thing. So I'm like, I guess she's just not coming. Mm. It's okay. Things happen. Release. And as soon as I released it, I go into the teepee and there she is with her hand pan. And the teepee is huge, by the way. It can fit like a hundred people. Yeah. So after, yeah, after the connection thing, everyone's feeling connected to their team, camaraderie, people are chatting. We go into the teepee, light the fire. I debut my song, Alchemy my friend Sarah to Warren, which is so funny because we both share the same ex-boyfriend, mm. which we should totally get into at another time um, of just the evolution of friendships. We got to talk about that. How many of our friendships have come out of an initial <laughs> catastrophe with a boy? Yeah. Her, she was there and she wasn't the only person there who I also shared an ex with. I know. And I just feel like that's such a girl theme. Like you initially kind of Feel jealous. Feel or, jealous and then it winds up being like your best friend. Right. I always say the punchline is that my mom says I had bad taste in guys back then, but I say those guys had great taste in women. There we go. Because Juju was also there who I shared. Transitive property. A, a fling with. And anyway, so Sarah and I debuted our song Alchemy. 
I played my song Calling in You, which I wrote about running into Vance Joy at Erewhon, and my ultimate celebrity crush. But then I realized that Spencer's my Vance Joy. It's a song about calling in the person you know you're ready to attract. Then I had my friend Ethan, who's my oldest guy friend in LA and probably oldest guy friend in general, uh, play How Far Should We Take This. So good. Such a good song. Were you there? You were there for that? I was listening from the outside, but I've heard him play it before and it's so good. Oh yeah, because you play, heard him at Yosemite. Yeah. Um, but I heard it was like echoing through the whole campgrounds. It was so good. And so that was really special because <laughs> I... I he would play that when I like first met him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far should we take this? So it's I'm such a night, but I'm dragging my feet because we both know it's right. Ooh, close enough to kiss. Thinking, how far should we take this? Wow, it's so good. Watch out for powerful stuff. <laughs> Musical EP cover dropping soon. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Pew. But yeah, so that was cool. It was funny because Ethan and I met because I had moved to LA and we both broke up with, um, I'm going on little tangents throughout the whole story, (laughs) but we both broke up with our respective significant others at the time and we kind of used each other to make our exes jealous. A classic friendship. Classic. And then it evolved into a great friendship. Beautiful. And the funny thing about the song, How Far Should I Take This, is he's never taken the song all the way. I know. He's never released it. <laughs> Even if you're listening, you need to put it out there. The world needs it. It's such a banger. I want to listen to it. But that part was a highlight for me because I was wrapped in Spencer's legs and Spencer and I were moving together as I was singing Ethan's song and everyone was there. Like so many people came in for the acoustic yeah. part. It was crazy. And so that was really special. Our friend Bobby was serving tea at the front of the teepee and so many people were connecting. Um, and then Kieran did this amazing hand pan thing. Back to Kieran. Unreal. <laughs> who, she just came for 12 hours, drove five hours each way from San Francisco and she did an amazing hand pan meditation, took people through the journey of the evolution of our friendships. We've run mm-hmm. four or five marathons together, um, one, of the, one of which she... Um, free bled in the London Marathon and Ooh. got a lot of um, press press, and yeah. used it as a platform to destigmatize menstrual cycles. Hell yeah. Uh, At um, a time when we were not talking about them. Totally. So yeah, she took people on a journey of our friendship and Mermaid Spenergy and then she got everyone kind of singing along. She it was got epic. A friend Robbie on the drums, yep. Ethan on guitar, Sarah and I were singing the Gayatri, Gayatri mantra. Like om because it like kind of flowed with the energy, and then Spencer knew that that mantra too, and so the three of us were singing it. We just all happened to be sitting right there. I loved it, and then everyone in the TP was like, "Ooh, yeah, we we did a whole like improv collective, yeah." And everyone's using their voice, and the whole thing. Kieran says in her one of her songs is, "Own your voice, don't be afraid." Yeah. That was really powerful. I was like magnetically drawn into that. Like I was kind of circling, doing my thing, talking to some people. And I was just like, I need to be in there right now. <laughs> right now, let's and it do was this. Right. Yeah, it was really epic. And yeah, that one was a really, really powerful moment. So Friday night was great. It had some late night tea, probably went to bed at midnight and then Saturday morning, I was wanting to, I woke up at eight, <sighs> really going through a play-by-play. I know. <laughs> that's okay. Hope you guys are on for the journey. Yeah. And we'll talk takeaways at the end. Takeaways, journaling prompts. Don't you worry. Don't worry. 
Just trust. Trust <laughs> the process. But yeah, Saturday morning, um, I woke up and I was trying to find my friend Sarah Farrell because on her wedding morning, I led her in a meditation. And oh. so she's like, we'll do one for yours. But we couldn't, I couldn't find her. And I happened to run into our other friend, Alex Keller, mm. um, who was there solo for the weekend, really showing up, bringing good vibes, even though yes. her fiance was sick. Throwing up back at home and so it was really sweet that I do really appreciate that she was like fully there for me even though she had a lot going on in her own life that could have easily been distracting distracting or kind of pulling away but I was trying to find Sarah ran into Alex and then I was just like kind of in the free flow energy of like wait maybe I meant to run into Alex right now and yeah Alex would you share a meditation with me at the top of the hill? Aww. So we did a meditation at the top of the hill and she had told me the week before, like whenever my offering is whenever you need Reiki, yep. energy healing that weekend I got you. So like we were sitting at the top of the hill overlooking everyone having coffee. Aww. And um, she gave me like a 10 minute Reiki moment. Wow. Which was so grounding and such a great way to start the day and just kind of like a wink from the universe of like trusting. She had also just before texted me those bunny photos about my grandma. So that was really sweet. And then, and then we did yoga. My friend Angel led it, but she, you know, I, I gave her my requests of the poses, the things that I wanted. And I gave her my playlist of all of the songs I wanted to hear during yoga. And she crushed it. And it was so fun because one of my, my most favorite song of all time is Drops of Jupiter. Yeah. By Train. Um, it's been my favorite song since middle school. Oh my God, I didn't know that was your ultimate favorite. Yeah, it actually also has a crazy um, NASA story. Mm. A few astronauts who um, who have passed away, it was one of their favorite songs as well. Um, and so, but, so it's always had a very special meaning to me, like, both in the song and the magic of the song, but also like kind of growing up um, in NASA. And NASA family. Having a lot of uh, my parents' friends and other people who have been directly affected by like Columbia, um, yeah. like the, the space shuttle um, that didn't make it. And yeah. anyway, so during Drops of Jupiter, everyone was singing. It was so cool. Yeah. Everyone was singing the whole song. Yeah. And we were like in bridge pose. Yeah. And that was such a like magnetic moment. So cool. I'm just like, oh my God, we're all so in sync. Yeah. Everyone's just like belting it. It's just it's such a special song for so many people. Yeah. And then it was cool after Angel put everyone into Vasana. I let a little breath work. I didn't want to lead too much on my wedding. But oh my God. Wait, I just have to say that breathwork was so good, especially for people who haven't done it a lot or even who have. I was talking to so many people afterwards and they were like, yeah, usually like it can be too quick or it gives me anxiety because that can be the effect of breathwork. But the way you led us into it so slowly and ramping up, it was like the first time that I think so many people really got it. Oh my gosh, I love that. That makes Including me so myself. happy. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I like made a little three song arc where the counts were all to the beat, mm-hmm. but the beat got quicker. Yes, it was perfect. And it ended actually with Aloha, the theme song for White Lotus, where it's like, <laughs> and that way, because it was just like that, let's just get crazy. Yeah. Let's just have Be fun. Silly. Um, so it was fun to give friends who had never experienced 
breath work or who have very limited experience with it, just a taste of it, which mm-hmm. was my little thing that I wanted to give people as a from a facilitation perspective. Yeah. For the weekend. And then we had brunch. We did. There was a little <laughs> moment. This is a great moment to talk about release. Yeah. Eileen was there for it, as was Spencer and my mom. Yeah. I so as you all know from earlier in the episode, if you've been with us this whole time that um I really wanted a gluten-free vegan wedding um, because I've been celiac since I was 12 and it's always been a thing where I've gone to things and I've been hungry and it's not a huge deal. I'm not like complaining, but you know. It's a challenge. It's gotten easier, but it's certainly an, a very frequent thing. challenge. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like I've been at other people's exp- events and, oh, you can't have that or, oh, you can't, oh, never mind, you can't. And um, and I wanted to have a wedding where kind of like to make my own inner child happy of like little Meredith, you can have whatever you want because exactly. you're enough and you deserve this. No restrictions. It's your wedding. No restrictions. And I told a few other celiacs like this is all gluten free. You don't need to worry. Yeah. And um, the 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 kitchen staff. There was some cross wire of communication between them and the ground staff. And it wasn't communicated and they were putting out regular bread with uh, avocado toast. And so uh, as other celiacs were coming, I forget how I found out, but someone's like, I was like, wow, this gluten-free bread looks amazing. And maybe someone at the kitchen staff was like, oh, that's not gluten-free. I'm like, what? It's not labeled. And so I had a little panic attack because I had to run to all my other celiac friends yeah. and be like, don't eat that. And it was like upsetting for me, because it was something that I had in my mind that my wedding would always be. And so you were there, and Spencer was there, and my mom was there when I just had a little moment in the corner. And Bennett was there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, crying, where I just needed to release all of that yeah. anxiety. And I don't think it was just the gluten, as we discussed. Yeah. It's probably just also like wedding day, overwhelm. Oh my God, just high emotions. And it's like sometimes they just have to go somewhere. Right. And then it was um, it was powerful to just have like my safest spaces, like you, who's a lockbox, Spencer, my husband, <laughs> and a sweet moment with my mom where she could yeah. really like hold you be in her mom energy you. and yeah. like it's gonna be okay sweetie like it's very sweet what do you need what do you need you know I felt very like held and yeah I think you just needed of. that that feeling yeah so it ended up um even though it wasn't ideal with the kitchen mm. it ended up with the people that I was with creating a nice little sacred release moment yeah for me I appreciate. Thank you for holding safe space oh my God, always. Of course, it's just breaking my heart to see you crying like that. Oh, but I knew it was necessary. Oh, like just as it should. Yeah. <laughs> when we got you a little gluten-free toast, you sure did. And then we were good to go. And then we were good to go. And then it was time for the pool. Yeah. <laughs> pool that's party. A, that's a great thing about this festival wedding is that you never have too much time to sink into it. Yeah. Well, and that like most weddings, it's like you're shuttled back and forth or you're staying at a different hotel than other people mm, or venues. True. So you don't really get to drop in with people at the water station or true at the coffee or the in-between moments. The in-between moments. That's or a you, good point. You go, you're sit, waiting for the bathroom on a, you know, you just have like the 
actual like vows and dance party usually. So it was cool that everyone really got the whole weekend to have these little moments together. Yeah. And that is what I think actually fostered the connection between people that didn't know each other because it's a really low stakes. Like you're saying, just filling up your water, saying hi, chatting for a minute, and then, you know, there's more organized things to get to. There's more to get to. That's right. Yeah. And it's crazy because... The pool party, I actually could have gone on for even more hours. Yeah. We, the only reason we cut it short is because it's October and the sun mm-hmm. gets dark at like six. So we had to do the vows at five. But yeah, if it was a summer wedding, we would have kept the beach party going to like five. Yeah. And given everyone like five to seven to, yeah, to get ready. To get ready. But the pool party was cool because that was when people brought out their little offerings. Um, Liz and David, Anna's parents, who we mentioned, MVPs, brought out the mermaid stickers. Uh, our friends, Avril and Bob, brought out eye masks for people. Oh, that was cute. To do. And then we had cold plunges. So like some friends who have never done cold plunges who yeah. aren't, you know, in Venice, everyone and their mom has a cold plunge in sauna <laughs> or goes to their friend's house who has a cold plunge in sauna. Um, and some friends from the East Coast like never have done a cold plunge before. And it's so empowering when yeah. they do something that... They think they couldn't have done before and then they actually breathe through it and it actually ends up feeling so energizing. So it just put people in such a good mood. Yeah, such high vibes. Spencer's sister did it for the first time. My sister did it for the first time. Did you get in the cold plunge? No, (laughs) absolutely not. That is not my idea of fun unless I've been in the sauna for 40 minutes before. (laughs) But the pool was my cold plunge. That's very true. Eileen is a nature cold plunge woman. Yeah, there we go. Like if it's a natural body of water, you're there. That's so actually true. If it's a flowing creek, I'll be there. Um, It's so funny. I don't know if I told you this, but I was saying that you and Sarah DeWarren just like are my forest fairy friends oh my god like both of you just have this energy of just like let's get this girl in a forest (laughs) and she has her purple hair it's so true she does look like a fairy she's kind of like mystical yeah Um, but I just thought it was so funny I was like I love and both of you have like the sweetest voices too like I can't wait to be with both of you in a forest next weekend oh my god yeah for the bachelor. Can't wait. Wow, it's gonna be so powerful. So powerful. And she got me my first animal spirit deck. I know I didn't realize that until and you I've said at the since wedding. given it to like 20 people and it was funny. You gave me a I gave you an animal spirit yeah. deck. And yeah, so it was so funny because people were talking to her that had given their parents animal spirit decks that didn't know that she was the reason. Oh that my god, I gave, she was because the because they got one from me. And yeah. Yeah. And so she was the origin. So she was a catalyst. That's so cool. But anyway, so she was DJing. Yep. So good. Which was great. She debuted our, the electronic version of our song Alchemy, which we also debuted later mm. that night. P- other people were bringing out their offerings. Our friend Aka, she knows that it, we love Erwan. Yeah. Um, and so she brought out a big poster that said Marwan. In the font. Like it was so It was so good. dialed. It was perfectly printed in their font and I don't know, there was a whole menu and like the listed ingredients. Yeah, it, and it looked like the Hailey Bieber smoothie with like the cream and the red and the blue and yeah, and the glasses had like M&S, like and October yeah. 21st. She got our friends Nina and Tamer to help her and it was just like 
jaws were on the floor. It was unbelievable. We was were like, just like, where did, how, how did she did keep you this do frozen? This? Yeah, how did you, how did you blend this? this? We had so <laughs> many questions. I thought she literally brought them from Erewhon. That's how like good they were and looked. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I just recreated them. No problem. <laughs> and she had like honey descriptions for each, like one yeah. a mermaid one for me and like a motorcycle man one for Spencer. It was unbelievable. It yeah. was insane. That was definitely a highlight of the pool party. Just like what the Truly. ultimate surprise and delight. I'm like, this girl has been a burning man. Mm-hmm. She knows mm-hmm. how an mm-hmm. offering is done. <laughs> yeah. And it was Blowing crazy. us all out of the water. And then Maddie and John did um, mezcal. Yeah. Um, espresso. Oh, yeah. Martinis. Yeah. And those were a big hit as well. I heard that. Yeah. And so... The, the pool party was fun. I feel like it was a good place. Everyone was just dropping in. And then I started to, at three, like, want to go to get ready. I had, like, a meditative moment with Spencer in our tent because there was a lot oh, of energy. Yeah. So we had, like, a nice little meditation. Then I showered and went into the speakeasy where you were there. And I got ready with all the girls. Yeah. The lit clit, you and Chelsea. Um, my friend Sarah was doing my hair. Chelsea was doing my makeup. My mom and sister came in. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. And then the photographer came in and got photos of all of us. Oh, my God. He was moita. Amazing. Yeah, like telling us how to pose. And he's like, get over here. You're in front there. Fan the dress out. (laughs) That was really special because I think with girls, how like, you know, when we're all getting ready, like that's just some of the favorite parts because it's just like bonding and connective time I know I don't know what it is but it's true there's that girl girl getting ready moment that just feels so safe and I loved it like I love I mean getting professional makeup and hair is super fun I've had it done in the past before but there was something so intimate about having my friends do it yeah Um, because everyone who touched you is someone who loved you right and like Chelsea was so into the makeup like I felt so and Sarah too they both they are professional let's just say I know they really are at this point they both like wanted to make sure that it was like perfect perfect so we did practice runs with each of them (laughs) yeah before which was amazing um yeah, and then it was time to go out for the vows. Everyone was wearing white. I was wearing like a pinkish dress with gold sequins. Yeah. And a train. And my dad walked me up the hill where everyone was on the hill wearing white. It was a vision with the sun kind of low behind everyone, like glowing them from behind. It was I know. unreal. I started crying when I saw everyone like that I yeah. loved on the hill wearing white, like honestly me too. <laughs> looking so fresh. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. It was a vision. And, and everyone's silent and just still. So respectful. Oh my God. It was very powerful. Wow. Yeah. And I started crying when I saw my dad too, because it was such a special moment with yeah. him and he did like the first look where he's like wow oh my god yeah where he, where he had you turn around I know it's like <laughs> my heart dad that tradition was very cute yeah to that keep in. yeah like, there, there are some, some traditions that, that are sense. really there for a reason yeah like yeah him handing me off was so sweet and and then Evan Hatfield our musician was playing sitar there yeah, that was incredible. Uh, I thought that was recorded at first. At the top of the mountain. What a vibe when he's so playing sitar good. at sunset. Oh my God. I was yeah. watching some of the videos back and I was like, wow. It was, yeah, it was, I was blown away. And yeah. And then Spencer and I had this beautiful wooden arch that mm. we put at the top of the hill and our friend Savannah 
officiated the vows. Our, my sister Karen did it in our intimate family wedding in in April, mm. um, and Savannah did it this time, and it was sweet because she has kind of independent friendships with both Spencer and myself. Yeah, she could really, sp- and she gave a little speech kind of within it, yeah. speaking to both of you. Yeah, and about the types of experiences Spencer and I throw together and how yeah. we elevate each other, and he's the operations, and I'm the dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> and, um we both make each other and our experiences better in that way. And then I read my vows, which true to mermaid spenergy, Spencer and I in our early courtship days would write each other poems. Yeah. And they're all on a notion board now. And we I wrote him a poem yeah. for my vows. And then he wrote a great vow as well. I was sobbing. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, during whose vows? Both. Oh. Just like full tears. Chisholm has a lot of videos of that. Oh, I need to get those. <laughs> it's intense. Oh my God. Yes. Chisholm, hook up these videos. <laughs> I want to see. It was so beautiful. Yeah. It's so funny. Afterwards, Spencer was like, it's not a competition, but he's like, after your vows, people are like, wow, how is Spencer going to top that? And then they were like, he did. He did. <laughs> I mean, he did well. He did well, which I guess is a good thing because the vows are about me. Exactly. But I was like, wait, my poem was great. <laughs> but he was like, you are my greatest adventure. It was yeah, sweet. I loved it. Was really it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we did dinner again. We're back at the campfire mm. going in. This time, it's time for family speeches. <laughs> that we needed because they were. Good. <laughs> well, it was funny because my sisters were so sweet yeah, and it was kind of a re- recreation of her vows from um, our family wedding in April and she put so much thought and love in them and I love to give her a shout out because she is the reason that I had my second wind of Taylor Swift this year, getting us tickets yeah. to the Eras tour in April. So got to give her a little shout out. Her Hers were great. My mom's they was were. like was really sweet. She used the word soulmate for the first time in her speech. I know. It was really beautiful. Kind of spiritual, I would say. Verging on it. Verging, towing the line. <laughs> but it was sweet. She was like, your kid is who they are when they come out of the womb. That was what was so cool. Just like, and just to pause, not pause, interject again. <laughs> but in the true powerful stuff theme, like when you get to that point with, especially a parent, where you can totally accept them for who they are. They can totally accept you for who you are. That's Mm. the ultimate goal of that kind of relationship. Yes. And to have her acknowledging that and sharing that with everyone there, just so honestly but so respectfully and, and just you being so seen for who you are was a really beautiful moment. It's true. It's true. Thank you, yeah, for clarifying and saying that because... It is like so often we can, our parents' approval can be that which we seek the most. And mm-hmm. I was always kind of like a lone ranger yeah. going off the beaten trail into uncharted territories, like cheerleading and beauty pageants and right. Venice Beach. And she's, you know, very math and science. And just for her to be like totally love and ex- accept and like love this about you. And I'm here like enjoying the world that you've created yeah. um, meant so much. And it was a good reminder too of like, um, I, I don't need to seek her approval. Exactly. I already have it. Exactly. And she already loves me and I can relax into that. And it's only me sometimes creating stories in my head of like, oh, I hope she's proud of this. Exactly. Yep. And 
it's already there. And so it was a good reminder and a good reminder again after the wedding when I was asking her how she liked it. She's like, well, the most important thing is how you liked it. Yeah. I wanted to see you happy that yeah. it's just like, again, Meredith, you can call all this energy back to yourself when you just focus on your happiness and trust that everyone around there is stoked. Yeah. yeah. So powerful moments. And then Spencer's parents gave great speeches and his dad gave him a little <laughs> roast. His dad was the most more, he was. more roasty of the speeches, Super I would say. roasty. <laughs> but we needed a roasty speech in there. It was so funny. And I think everyone was like very curious about old Spencer. I know. I think it was his mom's <laughs> speech maybe where his Vancouver friend said that he wasn't a good listener, but then she was like, yeah. it's so funny because everyone in Venice is like, wow, Spencer <laughs> asked such good questions, such a good listener. Yeah. But apparently he did what I did, which I guess another reason we're soulmates. Uh, he did what I did before he, um, before he went off on his big motorcycle trip and asked all of his Vancouver friends for feedback. Mm. And two of the girls said that you're not really a good listener. Wow. And then he really worked on it. That's amazing. And now everyone, and then when he moved to Venice Beach. He could restart with that reputation restart, or quality. Which is such a good reminder to anyone. Like if you yeah. focus on something for a year, less than a year, anything. Yeah. People's perception of you can change like that. Because everyone in Venice is like, oh, Spencer asks such good questions. He always yeah. follows up on X, Y, Z. They know him as that and they see that as just him, his personality through and through. That no one questions it it's crazy yeah and that's very cool it was very cool and um yeah and then after that we put out some gluten-free vegan desserts praise the lord (laughs) from sinners and saints highly recommend in toto shouting out bennett and sydney for providing so so many good gluten-free vegan cookies Mm. those were gone like instantly i was gonna say gone like crackers gone like wildfire (laughs) like that's not even an expression um and then we made our way to the dance floor for our first dance. Spencer and I had um, oh my God. done a little, done eight salsa classes together. We had also done more in Cali and Colombia. We always knew that our first dance would be salsa because we had spent three weeks in Colombia together doing mm. salsa. And La Vida es un Carnaval is, for those of you who don't know, Celia Cruz. Did you know that song? I mean, I had heard it, but I didn't really know it. It's been like a favorite of mine since college. Mm. Um it, it's a classic salsa song. Yeah. Celia Cruz is probably one of the most famous singers from Cuba. Wow. And um, and it's like life is a carnival. It, it's more lucky to like live life dancing. Yeah. Um, and and it's like yeah, more of a dream to like live singing and and just everything that kind of the weekend stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool to pick that song as our wedding song because it's something that I had loved since all of my summers in Latin America in college and before. Yeah. So we did salsa, which when you're, which I highly recommend, like whether you do a first dance or not, like doing dance classes with your partner. Yeah. Cause that in itself is kind of fun, bonding. Fun and bonding and a weekly ritual. And it got us like synced up like you really learn like in salsa it's all about making the girl look good (laughs) so like I just had to learn how to release control and totally trust Spencer because he's the one who's twirling me and and it's his job to make me look good that's so real I love it so that's like a a big huge for that kind of style yeah yeah salsa and bachata uh bachata I like that um and you guys were amazing and Keep in mind, everyone, this was in sand. 
yeah. just spinning super fast and it's super sharp, but it was so well done. Thank you. And shout out to my friend, Johanna, who suggested that I get a flapper dress. Mm, good suggestion. Because that was my outfit change. It was and, so fun. Yeah. And it was like moving around. And then, and then we played some of the, this is another moment of like vocalize your intention as a bride yeah. or whenever you're creating an experience because people will follow your lead. So before the first dance started, I told friends like our choreographed portion is ending halfway through the song. The dance party starts mm. as soon as he dips me. Can you catalyze? Can I count on you to catalyze three or four people around you to just like bring everyone up? So it's not like it ends and then we're yeah, like, right. awkward in between time. So I went around and told like three or four people that like it would help me. Could you do this? And of course they're like down to help the bride. <laughs> yeah, and then. It, as soon as it ended, like all my friends got up and everyone was dancing and it was just like perfect. So it's a good reminder of like set your intention and ask for what you want. Mm. And it's okay if it doesn't happen, but just like vocalize it. Yeah. And then, yeah, we played some of the greatest hits. And then the two most powerful moments for me during that portion of the night were um, Cruel Summer. Yeah. Singing the bridge. I told like 10 friends that we're going to play Cruel Summer there were some other eras tour Swifties. There were the I, audience. I, I could see. <laughs> and all of us gathered around and shouted the bridge where it's like, I'm drunk in the back of the car and I cry like a baby coming home from the bar. Oh. Anyways, I won't do the whole thing, but it was really powerful. It was. It all, was so fun. All of the girls jumping up and down and all of the guys looking at us like, what's going on? <laughs> like one or two guys singing too. Yeah. And we're all still wearing white. And some girls who weren't Swifties, like specifically like drove up to Cielos for two and a half hours listening to the song so they could sing it for that moment. Oh my gosh. Like Juju. Yeah. It was so sweet. So sweet. And then Love Story, which everyone knew and Spencer and I proposed to each other in Love Story. Or like we got down on our knees. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was great. And then Sarah and I debuted our song Alchemy yet again because I'm like, wow, we have this captive audience. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. The sound engineer loved it once to introduce it to his friend at a label, Hell yeah! putting in the energy. And then we had the sitar player back and he was doing electronic music and sitar and saxophone, which was so cool. It's like different than your average wedding band. Yeah. Throwing down, everyone was loving it. Started off high energy and then kind of like everyone circled around the campfires. Mm -hmm. We had some nice intention setting for the rest of the night. You and me and Spencer and our friend John in our tent. Yeah. Um, which was really nice and kind of had an hour where everyone was kind of like recharging, yeah, filtering out the crew that was going to bed, the crew that was staying up, but everyone <laughs> was having a restful moment. Yeah. And then we made a call. I guess this is like remaining flexible in your wedding, but we made a call of um, of moving the, the second DJ. There's a sound ordinance at CLO, so you can't have amplified sound after midnight so they have a soundproof speakeasy that literally looks like a speakeasy bar it's so cool it looks like you're walking onto like an old western bar movie set totally that's it's a great way so to well designed it. and it's such a vibe and so cozy but also just kind of this wild energy it's wild and our friend fraser was djing the late night set but we made the call to cut um Change the schedule a little, move it up. Cut the schedule a little, move it early. So that way people 
would have a second wind. So that's kind of like being flexible in your wedding. Like, and it was so good not having a hard that. star or stop or, oh no, but we paid this musician for this song. So we're like, you're right. We want the energy to continue to go. So Fraser started at 1130 instead of 12. And he was like, I'm just going to intuit and vibe with everyone. He usually plays like electronic tropical house with our friends in Venice, but he's like, this is a mixed crew. We have some East coasters here. Yeah. He played some like, um, oh my God, he played all the great. Gorgeous, like, like Black Eyed Peas. 2000s Or hits. glamorous, that's what I meant to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, 2000s hits, goodies. It was so good. It was so good. We I, I gave everyone glow sticks. Yeah. And the glow sticks were actually such a vibe. They were so fun. Everyone was just like swinging their glow sticks. Yeah. I had so many little fun moments with past friends. We even had like a moment where all of my different roommates from different areas of my life got together. Yeah. And we all shared a hug. Yeah. Uh, it was like a little mycelial network of roommates through osmosis. Yeah. And just friends who I haven't gotten to stay out late and party with were out partying with me at that time. So true. And it was really powerful. And then something that Eileen knows, many of my friends know, that I really care deeply about. Oh, and then, then I had an extra outfit change. Of course. Which Eileen helped me with. So I went from the flapper dress to this amazing leotard. Oh my God, this studded bodysuit. Wow. Um, an amazing leotard. My friend Jennifer Sunfirst, who's a Swedish DJ, gave me to borrow. Um, <laughs> I'm like, now that it's on, I love it. It's pretty hard <laughs> to take it, it. off. Um, but yeah, she gave it to me to borrow and um, it was really powerful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And yeah, I danced in that outfit change. Anyways, then we came into the TV after Frazier ended his last song after we shared our dance. And some friends like you and my friend Alex knew how important the soft landing was to me, which it's like, you know, sometimes when people get tired, they immediately disappear and go to bed, which is fine. Um, but my friends know that I love all of us like being in platonic cuddle puddles and chilling and sipping tea and kind of chatting and having a slow end to the night that feels very nourishing and integrative. And so, so many friends who usually go to bed earlier stayed up <laughs> just to see me make it to the soft landing, yeah. like you and Alex and Chelsea, which I so, well, Chelsea's always there at the end with me, but <laughs> you and Alex, which I so deeply appreciate and Sam. Yeah. Um, and that was really sweet. It, just seeing like all these different friends from different friend groups and in the soft landing, some friends got their cuddle puddle virginity taken mm. for the first time. I know it sounds like this weird sex orgy, but it's totally platonic. It really wasn't. It's just like this <laughs> oxytocin. Just like you could just hit. lay on someone's leg and Yeah, it's like twister and you're just fall like, back. <sighs> and it was so nice. Our friend Bobby was serving tea again. And then and then an hour or two in, everyone left and Spencer and I remained. Mm. And it was this beautiful moment of like, holy shit, we did it. Yeah. We were just sitting there together with a crackling fire wow. um, and shared a little meditative moment and um, held each other. And we're like, wow, everything like happened just as we wanted it to. And that was really special and really beautiful. And then I feel like that's so important at the end of that wedding night. To have that one moment with your person. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously throughout, like we said, just being in sync and setting that intention from the beginning, but being able to end it and acknowledge all of the work you've put into it and how it all came together. So good. Yeah. So heartwarming. Totally. Totally. And so that was really powerful. 
ending it. And then Sunday morning, we're all about closing the containers. We had an opening ceremony Saturday. Sunday, we had a closing ceremony. Uh, everyone was in the speakeasy about to get their brunch. I led a brief meditation of like, what does mermaid's energy mean to you? How can you take this with you Yeah, that you've cultivated this weekend, whether it's through a new friend or an experience and how can you share it with others? Because that's how we create the ripple effect. We want you to go out and feel recharged or carry the spark out to someone else in your life yeah. um, beyond our wedding. That would make us the happiest. And so we kind of dropped into that and then had them share one last time with a new person who they didn't get to connect with yet of like what their action would be to literally carry mermaid spinergy energy out with them throughout the week. And then they handed each other their cards back. So it was a really fun moment where people were finding the person, and revealing that they were the person who <laughs> had their, their card the whole weekend. And yeah, it was a beautiful soft landing. It was. Yeah, it was. And then I was just, just to wrap it up, or wrap the recount portion up, and then we'll just do a quick little median journaling moment for you guys. This was really powerful, long recount. Yeah, we episode. got into it. Got, it's so funny because Eileen and I actually hadn't seen each other since the wedding, so we actually like got into it twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is like hour three, but it's still fresh. It's still fresh, <laughs> and it was so helpful reliving it with you. So yeah, a few things that like to be expected after weddings, which I just wanted to talk about, is like you're on a huge dopamine high from seeing mm. everyone, from everything to be on you. So giving yourself a few days to like decompress and also to allow yourself to be sad, to be sad that it's over, to allow like any annoyances to come up mm -hmm. that need to just be released. Um, I recommend getting them up, getting them up and out earlier rather than later, like not swallowing them. Like there were some things I felt sad about Sunday, like some people who kind of weren't around Saturday night who I wanted to be around. And, um, it was good to just voice that to my husband, voice that to my journal and release it yeah, and just acknowledge it because it's okay. It's a yes and of like, yes, it was sad that those people weren't there for this moment and these other people were. yeah, And it doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for these other people being there and I can just release it. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have the best memories from that night or that I didn't have good memories with those people at certain other points in the weekend. Yeah. And... um <sighs> Yeah, so I think Sunday and Monday was just a day of processing and allowing complicated emotions to come up um, because it was such a high, but... I there think, was just so much that happened in such a short period of time. Right, that it's like system processing and there was so much good that I found myself initially trying to resist the things that I wish I had done differently or the things that didn't exactly happen the way, but I was like, I just need to like voice it mm. and get it out and take my own advice that I would give my clients of like, feel it to heal it. It's like, yeah. feel, feel those feelings, release it, journal, scream into a pillow. And then after that, Spencer and I were on our honeymoon, thankfully, but we actually recorded a voice memo where we recorded unfiltered the whole weekend. Oh my God. It took us a whole hour. I bet. Um, but just so while the memory was fresh. Yeah. And that's such a good idea. Yeah. Our friend Maher actually recommended it. She said they did it after their wedding, her and Gibran. Oh. Um, I don't know if you got to meet them at the weekend. I did. I had a great, um, great connection with Gibran. I've met Maher a few times in the past back in New York. I love her. Yeah. And, um, we, him and I bonded. He collects rugs, so we had a big bonding moment. Oh, my gosh. I love He's that. He's one of the most passionate people I've met 
having worked in the rug industry about rugs. Oh my God. I love that. He's so enthusiastic. Yeah. He like leaned into everything in the weekend. He was like such a fuck yes person. I know. It was so good. And they were both on the dance floor late Saturday night and just yes. it was so fun to see them. They were great. Yeah. I had such a good time with them. I reminder to text them, tell them that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they gave us that suggestion. So Sunday and Monday was kind of processing, allowing. Spencer held me while I cried, which was like super sweet. And um, yeah, and then we recorded that voice note of just like all the things that happened. Yeah. Um, the, the, the good, the bad, the silver linings, the takeaways, mm -hmm. just while it was all still fresh. And doing that, I feel like when your mind is still like... I'm, this is not based in neuroscience, but like while your mind is still pliable after a big experience like that, I was like, I want to really take the time to like reinforce all the good details of the good little memories. Like my yeah. mom smiling throughout yeah. the weekend or, you know, you're the little breath moment you led me in before the vows and yeah. you and I having that special moment, which was so powerful, which I forgot to mention earlier. Um, and like all the things that were really good. I think there's definitely science behind that and if it's not out there already watch we're about space. to prove it <laughs> we're about to watch it. Yeah. we'll find the studies yeah, yeah we'll find the studies and so it was just such a good process of like allowing releasing re like releasing clearing the channel and then really reframing it with all of the good reframing it with all of the good and it wasn't even a huge reframe it was just getting out the little niggles yeah and really like uh, harping on savoring all of the good moments. Mm -hmm. And what helped with that too is Spencer and I wrote thank you cards to um, every single person who like contributed um, to the wedding in some way. And just like sending those voice notes together, writing those cards together um, this week really like also helped us like just sit in that gratitude. Yeah. Together. Your honeymoon. In our honeymoon. Yeah. yeah, we went to Kauai, which was beautiful. We're doing a larger honeymoon in July where we're going to motorcycle from Portugal to Vietnam, but we wanted to go somewhere where we could decompress. Actually, this is a funny little story, and then we can do a little wrap-up. But yeah, we wanted somewhere we could decompress. Spencer um, can't leave the country yet, green card pending. Right. But um, we decided to go to Hanalei Bay in Hawaii, Kauai, and it was like, perfect. I'm just going to lay, read, surf, and... Um, maybe hike the Nepali coast. And we got a few recommendations from a few different people to go to Waimea, which is like the Grand Canyon of Kauai. Yeah. Which is a three-hour drive each way. Okay. And we only have like five full days there. So it's a good reminder. Spencer and I actually talked about this a lot, about the wedding and about the honeymoon. Of We ended up going because of multiple people's recommendations but then once we were there, it was like beautiful, no doubt. But it's kind of something that I would have done if we had two weeks there. Yeah. Not like five precious yeah. do-nothing days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because we were also using one of the days to hike the Nepali coast, which is the other side of Waimea, which is like super stunning. And there's a waterfall and you can swim in it and everything. Anyways, um, so it was just funny because the honeymoon was great and... That day, I was kind of just like, I wish I was on the beach in Hanalei. <laughs> Do you know, like, like, we our house is right there in Hanalei. Why did we create this six-hour car situation? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized what it comes down to, and it was really clarifying and good for Spencer. And, I, and he obviously wanted to do whatever would make me happy. Um, but 
both of us didn't really connect to our intention that day on Wednesday and we kind of just went for it. And mm-hmm. again, Waimea is beautiful. Glad we saw it. But um, just something I would have done. You didn't need it. Differently. Yeah. Unle- or done if I had had longer time there. Because my intention was to decompress and to do yeah. nothing. And we realized that for our wedding too. It's like whenever we had a stressy moment, it's when we were vocalizing or paying attention to our intention. Like the Waimea thing could have been solved if what is our intention for this trip? Yeah. Does it's this to fit? relax. Does it fit into the intention? It's the days that we've overlooked the intention. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, to a small degree, this is like the little thing that I got into with you at the wedding and everything went perfectly and it happened just as it was meant to be. And I do believe that. And I realized like Saturday night, um, you know, I did how everyone was so good at rising to the occasion when I did vocalize my intention. Like I realized that I didn't vocalize my intention as much for the soft landing, which is something that I absolutely really love. And so part of me was like feeling a little type of way about it, even though all of a lot of my favorite people were there at the beginning and, and through the end. Um, but it was a reminder of like, if you voice your intention, like things usually happen or at least you release a what if, even if it doesn't happen that way. And so it was just like, that was such a big takeaway from the wedding and the honeymoon of like, it actually does work out just as it's meant to. And especially the times when I do use my voice and do vocalize my intention, it works out. It's just a reminder to keep doing it because in the times that I forgot were the times that I felt like off kilter. Yeah. And that's, such a good reminder for everything we talk about, which is once you decide on something, it doesn't just magically happen and you have to keep coming back to it and reminding yourself of the reason you made that decision or set that intention for yourself. Totally. Yeah. It's like continuing to commit to show up. And then you have the choice of like maybe I pivot or whatever, but you always feel empowered and like you're steering the ship every step of the way. Totally. Which was a huge takeaway, you know, because these big events can always be microcosms for larger life lessons. Exactly. That was a huge takeaway from that Saturday night and Waimea while still allowing the yes and, and Waimea was beautiful and we still had a few do nothing days in our honeymoon that were great and everyone was who was meant to be there at, at any point in the arc of the wedding weekend was and it happened perfectly. And so it's like allowing the musings and learnings while still trusting in the perfection of the moment, which is the work. Yeah. And the magic. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Shall we wrap up? Yeah. So we'll just do a little intentional moment just for you to come back to at the end of this episode uh, whenever you're setting your intention for your own experience. And then we'll have a few journaling questions around that. So go ahead and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Open mouth, exhale. Second breath in, breathing into the crown of your head. Open mouth, exhale. And then third and deepest breath, pulling in your breath from your nostrils, feeling it lift to touch your third eye, to touch the crown of your head. Exhale as you waterfall it out, completely turning your gaze inward. Thinking about whatever experience that you have ahead of you, whether it's a wedding, a bachelorette, a birthday. Breathing in to how you want to feel on the other side of this experience. 
What will you have want to savor? What will you have wanted to really sit with? How will you have wanted to really let it recharge you in some type of way? Being really honest with what you want to feel on the other side of this experience. As you let that feeling arise, breathing it into your heart space, having that feeling pump through your blood, to your fingertips, to your toes, to the crown of your head, sitting up taller, embodying the energy of this feeling. And in your mind's eye, seeing a mirror appear in front of you, noticing the demeanor, the energy of the person on the other side of the mirror, that version of you who's experienced this thing already. And asking them for a piece of wisdom of how you can embody this intention throughout this experience. How can you be the catalyst for this energy throughout the experience? Trusting whatever they say. And then is there anything that you can communicate further to yourself or others around your intention? So you can say it and release it. What can you communicate to yourself or others around this intention? And then just asking that version of yourself to see a vision in the mirror of you with others this weekend embodied in your most centered energy, regardless of the energy of others, and letting that be your energetic set point. Just seeing that vision of you play out. And seeing it elevate the others as they interact with you or in your energy or in your atmosphere. And then touching the screen to touch that hand of that version of you feeling the electricity, bringing it back to your heart, placing your hand on your heart, taking a deep breath in. And then open mouth, exhale. Another breath in. And exhale to open your eyes, coming back into this space. So to sum up uh, with these journaling questions, points of reflection, how do I want to feel on the other side of this experience? How can I start to embody that feeling right now? What's something I can do that I'm radically empowered to do to get into that energy right now? And is there anything that I can clarify around my intention to myself or to others to support me in this? Is there anything I want to communicate to myself or others? And sometimes we have a fear of communicating these things to other people because we're afraid of them feeling burdened or doing something out of obligation um, but it actually empowers people to choose if they want to help you or if they're like, that's not for me, but then there's no wondering. Exactly. And kind of like we were saying earlier, how Sam and I sensed whatever was going on. Yes. The people who know you and close to you are going to sense something coming out of you anyways. So better to just be straightforward, you know, and there's no need to, to guess on either side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Eileen, thank you. 
for reliving the mermaid spenergy energy with me. I'm so glad we got to. And thank you also for just being such a near and dear best friend, creating so much powerful stuff within and beyond the podcast. So many special moments with you at the wedding. Our little moment together at the vows, our little moment in the tent. Yeah. I really appreciate you. I felt you showing up this whole weekend and it you're really part of a core memory of it, leading up to it and helping me process it before and helping me <laughs> solidify all the great memories after and heading to the bachelorette next weekend. I'm so excited and I love you and I really just wanted it to be everything you dreamed of because I know you have had it all dreamed up for a long time. Aww. Love you. Love you. Mermaid's energy. (laughs) We love you guys. See you next week for more powerful stuff. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Powerful Stuff Podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker and Eileen Legiu. We hope that you learn some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life. And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more powerful stuff.